Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor, Podium. Whispering Loudly is a workshop whisperer podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm producer Mel. We really want you to go to wherever you listen, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, maybe Amazon. Gee, Spotify is really rocketing up the ranks, guys. Our listens on that lately they've been really good we'd love you to do a review wherever you listen we don't care it really helps us out so today we've got a review from 5.8 tony so this is what tony says (laughs) if you're an auto repair shop owner you need to listen to this they speak out language and understand the pressures of running a business in the automotive aftermarket exclamation mark Listen and learn! Exclamation mark! (laughs) We love that you're so excited by the podcast. Coming up next, Dean Evans joins us for Performance Hub. Welcome to Performance Hub with Dean Evans. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast. Hi, I'm producer Mel and we are joined by Dean Evans for Performance Hub today where we're talking about recovery. Recovery, well no, it's a a thing that, that we've spoken about before but also the experience that I had spending four years working with the Adelaide 36ers here in the Basketball League. You know, what I came to really learn from those athletes was, you know, the importance and the power of recovery. You know, playing in such a dynamic competition, uh, you know, a lot of travel involved, the expectation of performing, you know, at such a high level over an extended period of time, much of the conversation was on how well they could recover between games. And that's what we want to talk about on this podcast episode. It's interesting because. In regards to business owners, they don't talk about that much, do they? We just drive and drive and drive until we fall over often. So, yeah, yeah it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the risk of, of burning out, blowing up or breaking down is amplified for a business owner because they just don't have the same understanding of the power of recovery. So, tell us all about it. How do we recover and how do we get that into the mindset of our employees and plan for it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess maybe one of the things to understand is how not to recover. And, uh, you know, that is not to plow down, uh, you know, a six pack of beer every night. It's not to party till the wee hours. It's not to just redline your life as far as you can. <laughs> redline your it's, life. It's to set in place, you know, make a deliberate choice to actually take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and when we talk about, uh, you know, recovery, what are we really talking about? It's replenishing our energy yeah. uh, and ensuring that we are doing all that we can to re-energize, refresh ourselves, ready to come back the next day because the pressures won't go away. The mm. problems won't subside. The more efficient, the more effective your workshop comes, the more that spreads by word of mouth. So there will always be external pressures placed you know, upon you, upon us as we grow as we improve as we succeed and therefore our ability to manage ourself our own energy becomes more and more critical to be able to do this for the long term because the average professional lifespan uh, of an athlete is about six to eight years but if you if you run your business well you're gonna be doing this for 20 30 maybe 40 years and so there is very much a long-term game a long-term view that we need to be playing here that allows us to perform as well as we can for as long as we can. Hence, when we break down recovery, we're really looking at physical recovery, mental recovery, emotional recovery. And what are the things that need to be done at each one of those or in each one of those areas? Now, for physical, it's pretty straightforward, right? Anyone that's been involved in any type of physical activity, be it just an amateur level or moving up to something more serious, you know, understands the importance of you know, nutrition and hydration. You know, what are we fueling our body with? 
making sure that we're uh, you know good choices that are providing us the energy uh, required to run the body. You know, Isn't run, it run amazing just in regards to nutrition, the small things? So I get up, I think, most days and start with a couple of litres of water. Mm. And my friends think it's strange, but as soon as I drink that, I feel so much better for the yeah. rest of the day, 100%. And uh, once you make a habit of it, these things just... Yeah. Roll on, don't yeah. they? But you've got to make I mean, a habit of it. The, the human body has a blueprint for perfect health for every single one of us, mm. right? But it's the habits and the disciplines that we create around that that start to, you know, really decay and erode yeah. you know, the, the system that our body uses to mm. function. Now, obviously, that change is determined by uh, our genetic makeup, also, you know, the age at which we're at in life in terms of the ways that we want to exercise, what we want to fill our body with, but... You know, what it's not is copious amounts of coffee. What it's not mm. is copious amounts of alcohol. What it's not is copious amounts of, uh, you know, Red Bull or mm. V or mother drinks. Um, if that's what you're requiring to begin your day, yeah. there's the first sign mm. that your body is not getting what it really needs. If you need, you know, a, a synthetic substance mm. really to get your motor going in the morning, there's an opportunity for you to do something that's, uh, you know, to, to change one of your habits in a way that's going to be good for you, mm. it's going to be good for others, and it's going to be good for the greater good, i.e. you will be able to perform better for longer. We know from uh, the world of uh, exercise that um, uh, while uh, physical activity is, is important, you know, in terms of when you want to, uh, if you want to improve the way that, uh, you know, your body functions or the way that your body looks, 80% of physical health is nutrition. It's what we yeah. it's what we put in. It's not how you, many weights. Do you know how you know that? It's because you can do as much exercise as you want, not change your diet. You get no difference in your body. Change your diet, do yeah. hardly anything, next minute, 100% difference. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, Even well, with people who have diabetes and stuff like that, they change yeah. their diet. Yeah. You know, lots of doctors don't even know what. They say they can't explain it, but yeah. next minute, it's gone, type two. Yeah. You know, they can well, often the, have it. Correct. Whether it's, uh, you know, those low uh, GI foods or, you know, which produce the thermo genetic effect which is where your body burns uh, you know burns fat without the exercise it's actually mm. starting your motor you know it's really fueling your fire from the inside out uh, and what's that saying you know you, you can't out exercise a bad diet yes. and i think that's one of the small distinctions that auto repair shop owners or people involved in auto repair shop businesses don't get is that it's their ability to lead or the business's ability to perform will be a direct reflection of the yeah. business owner's ability to perform mm. and what's the one resource, you know, the only resource they have available to them every day that makes everything run is them. Yeah. You know, it's it's their attitude, their energy, their attention, their focus. And if we're not hydrating, if we're not fueling ourselves the right way, well, you know, the fluctuations that we have in our own energy levels and therefore, you know, our, our ability to to uh, you know, maintain focus, to yeah. maintain control over mm. ourselves and remain calm when the pressure builds yeah. or you know, when the proverbial S hits the fan. Mm. This is all built upon how good we feel about ourselves. Mm. You know, do we have the capacity to do it? And, and for those of us that have children, you know when you get worn out that um, <laughs> you know, you, you're, I always used to say you know, my ability to parent was directly related to how well I'd slept that night. Yeah, so, you know, our, so our, true. Our ability to perform is directly related to you know, what we actually fuel our body with. Uh, you know, and again, leading into uh, you know the festive season. So uh, you know, as we record this, it's December now. This isn't about rigid discipline either. I think that's the important thing. You know, there is flexibility is a key ingredient of life. Allowing ourselves to enjoy 
certain moments, you know, enjoy specific foods, but there's a there's a harmony between it all. Yeah, and the base level. The base you level. You operate on the base level of health. Uh, absolutely. Then, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And and I think it's not necessarily what does healthy look like, but it's what does healthy feel like. Mm. And maybe that's where, you know, you slide on your jeans, you start noticing, wow, that's, that's taking a little bit more uh, effort to get the buttons together. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like, wow, this is, I'm not sleeping as well, whatever it might be. It's those little signs that perhaps we're, uh, you know, we're going outside of what healthy feels like for us. And I know from my perspective, you know, um, when I was younger, being involved in, in high-level sport and, uh, you know, having skin folds every two weeks and yeah, no, everything so measured yeah. like that. You know, I look back now and I go, perhaps my example of, of what healthy and fit was, was was something different to what it is now. But for me now, being healthy and fit is, is having enough energy to do the things I want to yes, be able to do in yeah. a day. And as I, uh, you know, approach 50 years of age, my goal in terms of my performance and recovery is all being built around functionality and flexibility yeah you know am i flexible enough to do the things i want to do and do i have enough functionality in my body to be able to enjoy them so that means you know if we go on holidays i can jump into uh, you know into the um, into the waves and go body surfing i can yeah. swing a golf club i can still kick a footy or yeah. do the things we want to do and that to me is you know being fighting fit i'm fit enough to do the things that are important to me that i want to you know fight to maintain so i think that's an, an important um message for people listening to this episode is take care of yourself and understand that you can't as we said you can't redline your life you you, you can't be burning the candle at both ends or only burning it at one end you must take time to recover your energy your clarity Mm. and what's two of the easiest ways to do that is by what you eat and drink Mm. it is the fuel for your life you don't get it from anywhere else so be be deliberate in what you choose to ingest, what you fuel yourself with, because it will make a huge difference to your ability to lead, uh, you know, lead your team, but also manage the external pressures that you're going to face every single day. Take a smoke out and review us on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen. We know that you guys practice what you preach. In fact, I email you sometimes and it's like, oh, we're on our four-day work week. I go, oh, that's right. They do the four-day work week. (laughs) So how does that show up for you guys, Rach, in day-to-day? You know, how do you guys – obviously, your job is very intense and there's so much pressure. And if you wanted to, you could just not stop whatsoever. But how do you practice that? with the recovery you know what does that look like for you how does it show up well with our four-day work week just like we advocate for our clients we have to effectively lock the door to our virtual office every friday afternoon and no one is allowed to work no one is allowed to log on no one is allowed to assign anyone anything until we come back on tuesday so no one's allowed to work on saturday sunday or monday even if it's to catch up and you will it depends like I often find that people will send you an email, you know, Mm. 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning. (laughs) So, the fact that you've said, you know, this is part of our statement that this does not happen is cool. And and we have to treat it like it's a bricks and mortar business and Mm. I've got the keys to the front door. Mm. And uh, once I lock it on Friday, that's it. You know, you're not coming back until Tuesday. And that's as much for everyone in the team as it is for myself because we don't get the downtime. And I think lockdown showed us that our ability, especially because we've got a virtual business, it's so easy 
to extend your work yeah. time. And before you know it, you can be working five, six, even seven days a week and sitting at your desk um, mm. for 10 or 12 hours. So it's really, really important that if you notice that uh, you have you know, you are overworking uh, or you're not adhering to the boundaries that you set for yourself and for your team and that you told your family and friends that you would stick to, that you pull it back and you go, what's happened here? What what old habits have we fallen into? I've certainly been guilty of it for myself in the past. You have to go, oh, hang on a sec, that's, that's an old pattern because, well, burnout will be the result. Yeah. So we don't want that for anyone. It's interesting how you say 12 hours because I find that I can do the same. And once you go sort of down the rabbit hole with a task, I don't wear my Apple Watch much, but it does something like, say, stand up, take a breath, and you go, oh, God, I've been sitting here for that long. Mm. You know, Mm. so that sort of stuff as well that you talk about, you should check in with that sort of stuff. Even, you know, a lot of people have standing desks these days, you know, I stand to announce Mm. in podcasts. So, yeah. yeah. Mm, Cool. And I think the other part of that is, well, you know, there's a there's a discipline in keeping the agreement you make to yourself to do nothing. Yeah. yeah there's a discipline yeah, in keeping yeah, the agreement to make nothing. Yeah. And and you know, in the context of, of sport, using that as the as the comparison to work, well, the game always ends in sport. Yes. Yeah. But if you're running your own workshop, if no. you if you're in your own business, you need to decide yeah. when the final siren blows That's and how right. often yeah you know, are we doing overtime or we hear no. about people doing overtime because they're saying yes to that that job. But you never hear an athlete say, Hey, you know what? Now that we're in front, let's go play one more quarter and see if we, <laughs> and see if we can lose. <laughs> We d- they don't make leave. that decision, no. so you got to make you, you know, and you're the owner. You and get fall to decide down when on the, the finish line, yeah, when so the game tired. ends, day to day, exactly. <laughs> so good, Performance Hub. Hey, if you enjoyed that episode, why don't you go to the search bar and look up Performance Hub? We're whispering loudly, and you can hear some more of Dean's advice in his other episodes. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk, and gold sponsor, Podium.